Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live, but we got to let it breathe just for a moment or two while we bring on our Facebook community, which is growing rapidly by the second and we are good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, my partner in crime and fellow football priest. You know him. You love him. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, it was interesting. There's, a, there's quite a few quarterback trade rumor topics that we're going to get to tonight. Our first priority is, is getting the lowdown on day three of the Senior Bowl from Luke here in just a moment. But just off the cuff, just to kind of lube us up and get us ready, Dan Saleo reporting on Twitter that uh, Deshaun Watson has five preferred teams. Your Denver Broncos gang are on that list <clears throat> at number four purportedly. So, Zach, your reaction to that notion along with you know some of the other buzz that came out on this today? My reaction is, who's Dan Silio? I mean, this is the time where people put out different things and people can kind of all speculate with unnamed sources and information like that. He said based on Deshaun's people, but that could easily be a media creation as well. I mean, it's looking like those are all the teams that are among the betting favorites or the reported favorites for Deshaun services. There was a previous report today that said the, uh, the Dolphins were going to make a play for him. Someone else reported that, but they have Tua. What those two teams you see, the, the Dolphins and the Jets, can offer uh, Deshaun Watson that they, the Broncos can't is in terms of capital. You know, if, if Houston wants a young quarterback, are they going to take Tua or Drew Locke? If they want a first-round pick, they're going to take number nine overall, number two overall. So that's why they're the betting favorites. And just because Dan Silio is saying it, I still don't think that the Broncos are the odds-on front-runner for Deshaun Watson. But considering their need, considering how – how often they're being linked to each other, I see why they, uh, they make the list there. I mean, if you're Deshaun Watson, I think there's a lot about the Broncos situation, for what it's worth, to be attracted to because offensively, hey, man, you're locked and loaded. You're ready to go. Like you really, as a quarterback, you would want for nothing. But what you'd have to ponder, like the Peyton Manning call here, the Peyton Manning you know, um, thought process would be, you know, like the 4D chess aspect would be looking at, well, when they give up their three first-round picks and a couple of twos and whatever, what's that going to leave our defense that has holes at corner, holes at linebacker, holes uh, up front? And you got to kind of think a few a few moves down the board 
I know Peyton Manning would be, you know, football braining it that way. I, I don't know if, if Watson would, but I, from what I know about him, very smart man. I assume that he would as well. Well, the thing is, though, he, he reportedly wants to play with Robert Salah, the new Jets coach. And all those teams on that list, Chad, they have either young offensive-minded coaches or head coaches that uh, provide some sort of excitement. And who do the Broncos have? They're the ones that stand out like a sore thumb because they have Pat Shermer and Vic Fangio. I still think if there's a trade that's being consummated, which I don't think it's 100% a slam dunk, he's leaving Houston just yet. But I think the Jets really are. They have the number two pick. They have Sam Darnold. They have a coach who's drawing free agents. He's drawing buzz to the team. They have some players there. He's going to choose his next destination, though. And I just don't see when he's he can be anywhere he wants to be. Why would he come to Denver over hmm. another team like that? So that's yeah, that's my take on the on the list of Dan Silios. Well, listen up, gang. We got this. Isn't we're not done talking about this, and I'm sure there's a lot on this topic that's on your mind. But today's episode, of course, is our weekly Mile High Mailbag, where Zach and I take a peek inside because we are your football priests. Each and every week, we're here to offer you the absolution and answers to your burning Broncos questions. So any questions that you have, get them in. Any supers that you have, get them in. We're going to bring Luke uh, Patterson from the Senior Bowl on here in just a moment. Any direct questions you might have for Luke, what he's seeing, what's he, what he's hearing in Mobile, get those queued up. Buona Beast will be keeping an eye out for that. It's going to be a great show. First, though, we do have to say thank you to the presenting sponsor of tonight's show, Manscaped. Listen up, gang. 2020, put it in the books. It's it's in the rear view. It's 2021. That means it's time to embrace the new year, new me mindset. And there's no better way to cultivate that between the years than with Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and helping 2 million-plus men around the world keep their male grooming on point. Zach, so much to choose from in terms of the offering from Manscaped. It's, it's re- literally a smorgasbord of being on point with your grooming tactics. Yeah, the box is actually behind you, Chad. And I was going to, I'm going to pull out just the, you know, the weed whacker for your nose, your ear hair. I mention this all the time, but if you don't want to get too personal with your grooming and your male grooming needs just yet, start out small. Like I always suggest, you can either do your arms with the lawnmower like Chad always uses or shows off and you can do your nose and your face and clean that up with the weed whacker. But between the two, they give you the crop mop for your, undercarriage you can be you know you can smell good you can feel good they give you uh cologne that makes you really stand out in a good way it's not overpowering the whole kit and caboodle here is well worth it and we recommend anyone who wants male grooming to take it up a notch to use manscaped.com my advice gang is come out of quarantine well groomed below the waist with the lawnmower 3.0 this waterproof skin safe trimmer will reduce nicks below the base uh, or below the the waist to your two best friends. One of the things I like the most about it, that light helps you see some of those spots that aren't that easy to see unless you're a a veritable contortionist. But listen up, here's how you get in on this action gang and really embrace the new year, new me mindset. Go to manscaped.com. You'll get 20% off plus free shipping if you use the code HUDDLE, manscaped.com. Your family jewels will thank you. Yes, get 20% off and free shipping with the code HUDDLE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code HUDDLE. Happy New Year to you and your two best friends. (laughs) Your two homeboys. Two or three, depending on how you look at it. (laughs) This is the Overtime Podcast Network. 
Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. All right, so we'll get to some, some more matters of business a little bit later on in the show. Luke has peeled off some time, so let's get him on here. Luke Patterson, co-host of the Mile High Insiders podcast every Saturday night here at Mile High Huddle, making the long-distance travel through you know rain, sleet, snow, wind, cars, airplanes. I mean, tornadoes. Boy, it's like it's like planes, trains, and automobiles, right? <laughs> get to, to get to mobile. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, add tornadoes onto the list. But uh, Chad, Zach, it felt like fall today here in Alabama and absolutely loved it. A little bit of overcast, a little chill, but a sunny day. The work is over. Practice is over. Expecting a light walkthrough tomorrow. Uh, The players are being grilled, right? They're being interviewed. Their work isn't over. It's all mental right now for those cats. But I'm doing great. It was a really solid week. This is my first senior bowl. I will definitely be coming back. Was originally bummed to miss the Shrine Bowl, but uh, the Senior Bowl. What a load of talent. I wish George Payton was here. (laughs) Well, let me me ask you this because a little birdie told me that there's a trio of prospects today that really emerged. Appreciate that super chat, Muhammad. He says, uh, the smooth killer in the house. But, but Luke, a little birdie told me that uh, there was a, a corner, a right tackle, and a tight end that kind of blew up today. Drop some yeah. knowledge on us. What did you see? Benjamin St. Just is a Canadian cornerback, uh, born in Quebec. I really like this cat's story. It's a little messy. So, uh, he originally started out at Michigan, and in Michigan, he saw a few games his freshman year and then got hurt, had a severe uh, hamstring injury, and decided to hang it up. Didn't think he was going to play football again, and then he entered the NCAA transfer portal where he was contacted by the University of Minnesota. The coaches brought him in. They grilled him on questions. How much do you love football? Can you still play this game? What's the deal with your injury history? And the guy has just turned out. Uh, He has been the most consistent cornerback the last three days. Uh, Absolute sleeper. Before I even got here, I didn't even know the guy's name. Didn't know his backdrop. Didn't know anything. But when you watch this cat practice, it's absolutely amazing. He's six foot, 200 pounds. He's a big body defensive back. He's been praised by coaches, Zach, all week. He's coachable. He adjusts the schemes well. He's a perimeter corner, contests balls. There's just not a lot to not like about this kid. There are going to be tons of questions about injury, tons of questions on if he loves football. But this was a cornerback that had the most to prove coming into this game. And uh, in terms of practice, he's been consistent all three days. So be sure to watch out for Benjamin St. Just. Right now, those medical concerns and stuff like that, they're probably going to make him a late-round pick. But something the Broncos could definitely capitalize on because, as you know, Chad and Zach, you as well, 
The secondary is just so thin for these guys. Luke, I know you have a couple other players you want to mention, but real quickly, I heard Mac Jones might not play in the game because of an injury. What have you yeah. heard about that? What's going on with Mac Jones? Actually, watched it happen, Zach, and I think there was something going on. I, I believe it's a left leg, and it looked like Mac Jones had a black sleeve over his his calf. And uh, it, today was a little bit of a bum day. He threw a silly interception in the red zone, something he hasn't done all week. He's been precise. He's been accurate. Yeah. But as soon as he kind of stepped wrong, he was doing a little bit of high-stepping, he got plugged. He will not play in the senior bowl. I don't expect that at all. Uh, I hope he's okay. It didn't look too serious, but you know what? I'm not a doctor. I'm not about to start diagnosing him and uh, just wish that the guy is feeling better, but don't expect to see him in the senior bowl. And I'm going to stick solid with what I said the last two nights, guys. He will be the fifth quarterback taken off of the board. Now, I challenge Broncos country and both of you to consider where would Drew Locke be in this draft? Because I'm telling you right now, for me, hmm. he's the sixth quarterback, maybe even the seventh. That bad. I mean, you're looking, you're looking at. Uh, I take Kyle Trask right now over Drew Locke. That's how bad. I'm, I'm just not into Drew Locke, guys, as you can tell. So uh, that's just kind of where I'm at right now with Mac Jones. He's had a solid performance. He's the bell of the ball with quarterbacks. So he's definitely improved his stock draft. Um. All right, here's one from Gavin Hole on uh, YouTube on Super Chat. Really appreciate that, my friend. Uh, nice little froggy emoji with the Bronco logo. Appreciate you. He says, thoughts on Alaric Jackson? He seems like a good late-round pick. Luke, what are your thoughts on Alaric Jackson? Yeah, so and I'm, yeah, and I'm trying to glance at some of my notes on Alaric Jackson. Uh, high motor, uh, very coachable. That's one thing that I have written down, plus, plus, plus with the coachable. That's, that's one of the biggest things I think that these guys are trying to prove because they haven't stepped on a football field in so long. And so now they're finally able to come out and compete. I like his edginess. I think he can uh, definitely use some improvement with his footwork, but it's got some good internal strength. He's got instincts. He knows how to play football. I, I think the biggest compliment that sometimes you can give these guys, he's a football player. He's, you know, he's just, he's not just a position. He's a football player. So I like him. That's an excellent, excellent super, uh, but late round, late round guy. Now, a couple other cats I wanted to talk about. I think I finally found the Broncos right tackle that can get us out of this desolate wasteland. And he's a six foot six, 323 pound monster from the University of California. His name is J Jake Curran. Now, this guy is the model of consistency. He started 40 games for Cal. Uh, he's a solid player. Solid pass blocker, but he's a road road grader in the run game. Now, when you Google him and you start looking at, you know, different draft profiles, you're going to see some stuff talking about how he's not a good pass blocker, how he doesn't have flexibility and he doesn't have those arches. Well, that's not what I'm seeing today. Uh, he looked extremely athletic to me. He was very agile and his footwork is so technically sound that two days ago I wrote in my notes, this guy can play inside if he wants at guard. And what did they do today? They worked him out at left guard. They worked him out at right guard. And then they moved him back to right tackle. So he proved today that not only one, he can do what the coaches ask him to do, but he can get to the second level. He can do it very well. I think he's an absolute monster. He's got great eyes, great awareness. Um, I really like his low squat. Having a low squat when you're six foot six, 323 pounds allows you to fight that push and pull from defensive linemen. He's got a great center of balance. I think he would be an absolute star 
for the Denver Broncos. He could immediately come in because I'm not paying Juwan James any mind. I mean, you're going to pay him. Don't get me wrong. But Juwan James, it is what it is with this cat. Uh, Jake Curran, California, watch for this guy because he's getting a ton of reps. Does he have eyebrows, Luke? Just tell us. He does. He's got, yeah, so not only that, but he's a big burly guy. He would he would love our manscaped. He's got the beard. He's got everything going, man. He's he's so athletic, and it was bizarre to me when I'm going through and they're saying he's not athletic. He can't bend. He can't move. He actually reminded me a little bit of Garrett Bowles in terms of his ability to move his feet so quickly. Uh, he's a leader. He was an academic Pac-12 all academic honor, so he's smart, and that's one of the biggest things that you need with your offensive lineman. I always when I when I uh, covered the Senior Bowl myself in uh, 2015, I was surprised. I didn't realize this, and I think a lot of fans when they hear this, they'll be surprised. They might not realize it, but no one really cares about the game itself. The reason media and scouts and the whole NFL apparatus descends on Mobile for the entire week is not so much to see how these guys do in the game. I mean, that's part of the that's a piece of the puzzle, but it's all about that week of practice. And Luke has been there every single day, all, all week long for the three padded practices, which started Tuesday. Almost didn't happen, but thankfully it did. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Luke, tell our listeners what happens tomorrow as far as the Senior Bowl schedule, uh, yeah. what, what's on deck for these players. And then one last thing, one last question for you, because I know you got to get, get going, is just simply, have you picked up any buzz on some of these guys that uh, the Broncos might have an interest in? Yeah, tomorrow's going to be a light day for players. Expect a walkthrough. Guys aren't going to be getting after it anymore. That The hard work is over, and you said it, Chad. I mean, um, I, I'm i not attending the Saturday game. That's just kind of the way it is. I came Nobody here does. The, Everyone yeah. flies out unless you're TV. Ex- yeah, exactly. I came here for the work. And one player I wanted to mention before I get to your other question is John Bates, Boise State tight end, six foot six, 259 pounds as a tight end. He could very well be the best receiver here at the Senior Bowl. This guy was catching absolutely everything. Uh, he was a track star, a long jumper, and at six foot six, two hundred fifty nine pounds to be a track star, that's pretty nasty. He's got some shades of Cameron Brait, maybe even Zach Ertz to his game. So I like this cat a lot. He's a red zone monster that consistently bails his quarterbacks out of bad throws. I wish Mac Jones could have thrown to this guy because he would have gotten a lot more looks, but. Mac Jones is just so he's so superior to some of the other quarterbacks here and I wish them well and I'm not going to dump on those guys because they're doing their best and it's just a different level of competition but I was able to hit the town last night was able to have some cold pops and as you guys know when the cold pops start going on some of the rumors start flying one of the biggest rumors that I picked up on it's not going to be any breaking news but the San Francisco 49ers are making a very hard push for Matthew Stafford Um, Mm. I, I heard you guys talk a little bit about Deshaun Watson so what does that mean well if Matthew Stafford goes to the San Francisco 49ers, let's say that works out. Well, that's okay if you're a Broncos fan, right? Because you're aiming for Deshaun Watson. I completely agree with Zach. Why would Deshaun Watson want to come to the Denver Broncos? They have been the poster boy of dysfunction. Uh, it just it doesn't make sense to me. I get Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and Jerry Judy whiling out again on social media, um, taking shots at radio hosts and everything else. It's just unbelievable, man. But again, I got some more info on Drew Locke. There are, people are not high on Drew Locke at all. Now, what I am hearing about the Broncos that will excite fans is they cannot stop talking about Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, 
Jerry Judy. What will the Denver Broncos look like next year with all three? Well, we don't know because we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. So it starts there, but expect the San Francisco 49ers to make a very hard push along with the Indianapolis Colts to get after Matthew Stafford. All right, my friend. Well, thank you so much for not only making some time for us tonight, but each day this week and for making the trip and serving as, as MHH's boots on the ground. Appreciate all your hard work. Appreciate all your insights. And I know you got things to get to. So we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Follow Luke on Twitter at Luke Patterson LP. Luke, give our best to all the dudes and uh, we'll we'll see you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Broncos country, you guys should be so excited because there's so much talent coming up here in this draft. I know it's a few months away, but milehighhuddle.com, at milehighhuddle, the best place for Broncos coverage. Be good, fellas. All right, buddy. Safe travels, Luke. Thank you. Safe travels, yep. Peace out. All right. Wow. Interesting stuff, man. I mean, it makes sense what Luke said, what he picked up last night out on the town, that – the Niners would have a burning interest in, in Matthew Stafford because as you and I have discussed on this podcast many times, you know, they really are a team that at least from the outside looking in are that one quarterback away from going into, you know, warp speed. But I think that uh, the Denver Broncos are a lot more attractive to any prospective quarterback looking to find a new home than maybe Luke, maybe even yourself, Zach might have initially uh, think about because because he he's talked about he just he said it Cortland Sutton Jerry Judy Noah Fant just that trio alone you throw in KJ Hamler you throw in Albert Okuwe Boonham you throw in a, an elite left tackle Garrett Bowles a solidified offensive line you still aren't sure what's going to happen at right tackle but I mean the pieces are in place offensively you just have to worry if you're the, that quarterback what about my coaching what about the defense and that's what I was going to say. For these quarterbacks, for, for these guys who have long-term contracts already in place, who have made millions over the course of their careers, like a Matt Stafford, like a Deshaun Watson, they want to go where they can win a title. It's one thing that's eluded both of them, especially Matt Stafford, who's never won a playoff game. So which team on that list gives them the best chance to win a title? Is it the Broncos, who haven't been in the playoffs in, in the last six years? with Pat Shermer, or is it the Niners who went to a Super Bowl a couple of years ago and they have Kyle Shanahan, or the Colts who came this close to advancing in the playoffs with an aging Phillip Rivers and a young, not young offensive mind, but at least a bona fide offensive mind in Frank Reich. So, and that's why the Panthers are on there, Chad. I mean, you have uh, Joe Brady, you have Matt Rule. It's why the, the, the I was going to say, the Washington team is on there because they, Ron Rivera, strong coaching in place. They won the division title last year. All of those teams have something in common, and the Broncos are the only team among them that doesn't have any of those commonalities. Guys, we're going to dive right into your questions, your concerns, your topics, your super chats here in just a second. We got to take care of a couple quick matters of business. We're diving right into what's on your mind in this week's Mile High Mailbag. But Zach, first we got to say thank you and hello to another one of our great sponsors, SportsBetting.com. Tonight's live stream podcast is brought to you indeed by sportsbetting.com. Broncos country, as you know, gambling is now legal in the state of Colorado, and you're looking to make watching your favorite sports a little more interesting. Sportsbetting.com is your no-brainer destination, and here's why. Sharp odds and low juice. They have in-house bookmakers. They're not a third-party service. They have reduced juice and the best prices you will find anywhere out there. 
hassle-free bonuses with a one-time rollover, which means the bonus money is yours after you bet it just one time, whereas other sites range from five to 30 times. Big difference there. Also, 24-7 live customer support. You are always, always, always getting a real person in the U.S., never a robot, someone right here in the good old U.S. of A. But here's the kicker. Right now, after you make your first deposit, sportsbetting.com will double your deposit up to $300. That's $300 in free bet credits. So head on over to sportsbetting.com slash huddle. That's sportsbetting.com slash huddle and capitalize on up to $300 in free bet credits and start 2021 off on the right foot. All right. A couple uh, quick reminders. Hey, the conversation, we want to keep it going outside of these one-hour live pod streams. One of the ways to do that, connect with us on social media, starting with our Twitter account for the podcast at mile or excuse me, at huddle up pod, and then the main account at mile high huddle. My partner, Zach Kelberman on Twitter, as you can see on screen here at Kelberman NFL, myself at Chad and Jensen and our producer, Buona Beast on Twitter at John K MHH. Also gentle reminder, head on over to the merch store, huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on, get a hat, get a t-shirt. Today, a little bit chilly for Luke at the Senior Bowl. Thank goodness he came equipped with the state of being MHH hoodie. A little something for everybody. It's another way to support what we're doing here. Also, here is your reminder to become an official supporter of Mile High Huddle on Facebook. On Sunday at noon, we are uh, kicking off the fourth episode of Kelberman's Corner. All right, it's going to be a gas. I know that Zach has a, a nice juicy topic that he's got queued up ready to rock and roll with Kim Becker hot takes that hold water boys and girls and it's something we want you to be in on we want you to not only watch this content consume the content be there but at the end an open format for you to ask questions and get your thoughts and get your takes in on these very topics so go to facebook.com slash mile high huddle or just open up the app mile high huddle You'll find us, click the big blue button. You're in like Flynn. And if you're with us now, those of you watching on Facebook, as you scroll down, if you were to put in a comment right next to that comment, there's a green uh, icon. If you click that, same thing. It'll take you through the steps of signing up to become an official supporter. We appreciate each and every one of you. And we have just been absolutely um, just pleasantly surprised. Not, Not surprised, just stoked to see how many people have flooded over there and have become official supporters. So thanks to each and every one of you. And then last thing, guys, if you're not in a position to do those things, it's all good. Just we ask you to do these three things. We're just happy to have you here. Seriously. Like the number one thing that we focus on most are the people that are in the stream that are listening with us live. We love each and every one of you, but we do ask that you number one, subscribe. Number two, like this video. Number three, share it out there. If we're doing a good job for you, Zach, right now, we have about 500 people live with us in this stream, which on the surface, it might not sound like a whole heck of a lot of people. It's not a stadium full of Broncos fans. But let me tell you something. For live streamers, if you have over 400 people in a live stream, you're doing something right. If each one of you liked this video, you have no idea. You're, you're watching it, so give us the like. It has an immense effect and an impact on this content and our channel and our podcast being able to continue to grow and reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site. 
out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. All right, John, I know we've had some very uh, patiently waiting superstars. Let's start knocking them down. Ben Roth, good to see you, brother. Appreciate you. He says, Jim Ursay, that's the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, uh, his comments tell me the Colts will acquire Stafford. Random question. If you could have Andrew Luck or Deshaun Watson for the next three seasons, <laughs> who would you take? Look, on if it, if it came down to just pure quarterback, I would take Luck. But – Luck, you don't know what's going on between the years. And so for me, I'm, I, if, if that was my options, or if those were my options, I'd probably end up leaning Watson. But I'm a big Andrew Luck guy. I just worry about the, the – the, he, right. he's, he's too much of a thinker almost. And he's had too many head injuries, and there, there's a reason why he retired in the prime of his career in the first place. And he's been out of football for a while now, and Deshaun Watson's entering his prime. He's the reigning NFL passing champ. He's a dual-threat guy, great in the community, great in the locker room. To me, it's a no-brainer. Maybe luck in, uh, lock, lock in like 2014 maybe, but not luck in 2021. Give me Deshaun Watson any day in that, uh, in that deal. I agree. We'll grab Kenneth Booker here. Appreciate you, my friend. Good to see you. He says, if not Denver, what team would you like Watson to go to? If not Denver, honestly, I'd like to see uh I'd like to see Shanahan get his guy. Yeah. You know, that'd probably be my the 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 place I think he would be the the best fit, at least on the at this point in time and on the surface. But what's your answer? Any team with with elite level coaching, whether that's the Colts, whether that's the the Niners, preferably the Niners. Can you imagine Deshaun Watson with Kyle Shanahan? And they still have that defense in place. Yeah, they lost a lot, but they have so many tremendous players on that defense. They have the talent on offense. They have the running game. You put them there. I think that's a title contender from day one. All right, let me see uh, where we're at here. I want to try and get oh Zeus McPeak in the house. And uh, just, you know how we feel about about Zeus, MHH founding Mount Rushmore superstar. Love you, bro. Appreciate you. Hello to you. Give our best to yours as well and hope you're having a great night. Thank you, Zeus. Appreciate you. Um, My stream just did a jump all the way down to 646. John, let me scroll up and see where I'm at here. We got, uh, I got Kenneth at 640, but you're right. There's a few superstars in between. Chase, Muhammad, Burn the Guitarist, Josh, Shadow, uh, I don't know if you can grab any of those. We'll, oh, awesome. See, this is the man. Chase, Wellner, 
superstar. Love you, buddy. He says, we did it, boys. Top five in something again. <laughs> Talking about Watson's list or purported list, right? There's this, as Zach said, it's interesting, right? It's something to talk about, something to kind of speculate over, but we have no way of knowing exactly what Deshaun Watson's top five priorities are. But again, the Denver Broncos, according to this Dan Saleo, uh, they are number four on the list of five. It goes Dolphins, Jets, Niners, Broncos, Panthers. Zach. But, Chase, that comment in itself is the reason why the Broncos aren't appealing to Deshaun Watson. If you have to make a joke like that, which is sadly true, they haven't been relevant, they haven't been playoff bound since Peyton Manning hung up his cleats. In the NFL, it's a lifetime ago. And and for most of us, five, six years is a while now. It's felt like an eon ago. So that's exactly why when you stack up the Broncos against Indianapolis or San Francisco or even Washington, Carolina, all those teams are at least pointing upward or have been pointing upward, whereas the Broncos consistently have been facing downward. I think that comment in a nutshell, Chad, is the issue with Watson to Denver. I want to grab this uh, comment here from Gavin real quick. John, while you queue up, again, just real quick, uh, we need um, Muhammad's – or I guess we did get Muhammad early on. So we need uh, Burn the Guitarist and Josh Shadow. No, we have uh, two from Muhammad. So one we missed about uh, superstars. So, um, But Gavin, thank you for the clarification here. He says, Jerry Judy was taking shots today at Mike Evans of 104.3 The Fan. Of course, one of the co-hosts of The Fan's Morning Show with Mark Schlereth. Schlereth and Evans, I believe this is the name of the show. Uh, but yeah, so it's not surprising. All right, Jerry Judy. Uh, well, <laughs> I'll tell you this. If you would have told me at this time last year that we that, that Jerry Judy would be doing this type of stuff, I would have been surprised. All right. But after what we saw from him his rookie year and kind of just some of his weird passive aggressive machinations, Zach, including the shade he threw at his quarterback and his offensive coordinator at a certain point down the stretch, you know, it's n- nothing on the on the um, maturity scale with regard to Jerry Judy or lack thereof surprises me. What did he say though? Because I, I I wasn't I, went, I wasn't aware when when Luke first brought it up. I went to his Twitter, Jerry Judy, to see if I could find something. I couldn't, so I can he I must can have scrubbed uh, it. check it out again. Yeah, if anyone knows in the comments what he said exactly, let us know. I have I didn't come across it, but he's still pretty immature, and um, he had a tough season. It's a, it's a tough you know year for everyone still. You know, coming out of twenty twenty, don't put too much stock in it. If he's still making these issues and still dropping passes in September October, then we'll press the panic button. But for now. It's, it's the offseason, and these stories tend to get heightened, Chad. And for what it's worth, I think Broncos fans should still be extremely excited about Jerry Judy as the, your, your, your first-round pick one year removed. In fact, today I know Lance Sanderson had a very nice story, very interesting piece, analyzing what Pro Football Focus had to say about Jerry Judy, predicting him to be, I want to say it was like one of five or six breakout candidates. Uh, if I can get this this video to uh, disappear, but there we go. Uh, for 2021, here's what Lance wrote, quote, with a short memory, some continuity in the offensive scheme, and more consistent quarterback play, PFF believes that Judy is going to have a massive second season in 2021, placing him first on its list of six rookies poised to break out next season, Zach. So first on the list, which I agree, and I think even if they don't make a change, like even if it's Drew again under center, you can relatively, I think, feel feel comfortable, confident banking on Judy taking a big step next year because Drew, for whatever his shortcomings are, and the, we saw some 
inconsistencies, the footwork, the at times early first three quarters of the season concerning regression. He turned it around down the stretch and he gets two years now back to back if he comes back in the in that playbook. I think you can expect him to take a step forward, which obviously spells good things for all of his supporting uh, cast, including Judy, Sutton, Fant, Hamler, the works. Well, he showed in the finale. I forget now how many yards it was exactly. His long touchdown it was like 67, 70 yards. He showed 92. in that 90, what, yeah, 92 yards. I mean, he showed in that game when you get him the ball and the quarterback makes a nice throw and he's hit in stride and has some room to run what he can do. In that last game, I'm not going to say it exonerated him 100% from his shortcomings, but it made up for a lot of what he left uh, to be desired on the field last year. And it was just a glimpse a real, real small glimpse of the upside that Jerry Judy brings to the table. There's a reason why he was the number 15 overall pick. There's a reason why a large sect of Broncos country, not myself included, was regarding him as the top receiver in this draft class. Give him time to grow into himself and as a football player, and I promise you the rewards will be repped like you saw in the finale. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Burden the guitarist. Appreciate that super chat, my friend. Uh, sorry the stream jumped you, so we couldn't grab your your card to show. But nevertheless, we appreciate you. We love you. It says, hey guys, who are we picking? And possibly the most nightmarish Super Bowl matchup of all time. Good question. Um, I've answered this multiple times just over the last four or five days. I have to. There's no way on God's green earth I can throw any kind of emotional allegiance behind the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. It's here it's 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 just it goes against every bone in my body. So as much as it pains me to root for the Tampa Bay Tom Brady's to quote Nick Kendall, um, 
I'm going to have to do it. I can't, I mean, honestly, I don't care who wins the Super Bowl if I'm being frank. Right. But like in the moment, the game's on, I'm watching it. I don't want to see Patrick Mahomes hoist that Lombardi. I don't want to see the chiefs tie the Broncos for, for Lombardi's. They have two now. I don't want to see him get to three in a perfect world. Meanwhile, Brady's already got six. What's seven? Give it to Brady. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like anything else, I caught some pushback on this because I said, you know, I would be a Chiefs or Bills fan going into the uh, the AFC title game for the Super Bowl, but it's a lose-lose. If you're a Broncos fan or observer or media member, either way, it's just a slap in the face of Denver. It's either Brady or Mahomes, but um, I, I don't. as long as we get a good game, I'm a football fan at heart. I want to see a lot of offense. I want to see a lot of points on the board. Whoever wins, like I said, it's it's a bad situation. But if Mahomes did win and they become the next dynasty, it sucks that they're in, in the Broncos division, but at least it's not Brady. I mean, that's my thing. It's like he's won so much. It's the same old, same old. It's, it's the bad guy versus the good guys in a sense, and I tend to side with the good guys. Muhammad, appreciate you, my brother. Really do. And uh, we're looking forward to having – MHH in-house mail model on the show. I believe we arranged that for February 10th, a Wednesday. So uh, we can't wait. It's going to be a gas, Muhammad, and uh, we hope we hope you bring your A game, dog. Just kidding. Don't no pressure. Just come on, uh, come on the show and, and be yourself, and it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you, Muhammad. Whoops, sorry, that was my fault, John. Isaac, good to see you, bro. I know you were uh, lamenting your absence last night, but it's all good. I said, Hey, we'll see you tomorrow night. And here he is. Really appreciate you, Isaac. He says, what's up guys made it tonight. Definitely glad to have you in the, in the saddle with us, my friend. Um, all right, let me see here where we're at. I got one here from, from Ricky. All right, John, I'm going to grab on YouTube, try and keep this as, as balanced as possible across all our different platforms on a mile high mailbag night. Ricky, Melendez, really appreciate you being with us tonight. Thank you for the question on YouTube. Wouldn't we want someone like Deshaun Watson to come in, Zach, and change the culture of the last six years? We might not have the best coaching, but we definitely have a future. I agree the Broncos are a team on the on the come. All right, they're on the rise. And we heard it from George Payton that they're a sleeping giant. I do think if you bring Deshaun Watson in, even with the team as it was the end of the 2020 season, I think you see a lift. I think he gives you, you know, you finish five and 11. I think by virtue of his presence, you increase that to somewhere like seven or eight wins, Zach. But the problem is that's not enough, right? You need balance. You need complementary roster. And if you give up three first round picks, a two, a two, a three, I mean, it's going to be a King's ransom. Your quote tweet today. Well, I guess we should talk about the Ben or the um, Bill Barnwell article on his proposed trade package for the Broncos to acquire Deshaun Watson. But your quote tweet when it first came out earlier, Zach, still wouldn't be enough. No, it's it's Barnwell seems to believe we'll talk about it. Barnwell seems to believe they can get Deshaun Watson for just two first round picks and Tim Patrick and Drew Locke. It's like that. It's not realistically what it's going to take for Houston to unload him because he's still under contract. He has a no trade clause. He has some leverage. Yeah, but uh, Houston still owns his rights and they have to decide whether they want to trade him or kind of play hardball. But to answer the question, you want to fix the culture in Denver or improve the culture by getting a guy who's forcing his way out of Houston. I don't think that's the right guy for that mentality to go through a rebuild. If you get Deshaun Watson, if you're George Payton and you bring him to Denver, you give up at least two first-round picks. You have to win a Super Bowl within two years, three years at the absolute most. 
Otherwise, you are right back to square one with an unhappy and disgruntled Deshaun Watson, who seems to want a lot of power in the organization. I understand the Texans are a dumpster fire, but if you don't keep him happy, you're going to have the same issue. And what has he won in Houston for as good as he is, which he is, he's great. He's won nothing tangibly. And because you have to have more around him, not just coaching, not just a defense, not just an offensive line, preferably all of it. And some teams on his reported list have those things. The Broncos are missing a few. That's where the disconnect to me comes in with Denver and Deshaun. See, the problem is when we talk about quarterbacks being the, the, the tide that raises all ships, right? The true franchise guys. Well, I, I do think Deshaun Watson is a franchise quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But there's a reason why he's not on the same level of, you know, as Peyton Manning when the Broncos recruited him successfully in, in 2012 in terms of that immediate spark and immediate turnaround. Because when you got Peyton Manning and you're John Elway and the Broncos, not only did you get his physical wherewithal and his, his NFL experience, which at that point it was 14 seasons, you also basically got a coach on the field. Like, and that, that not only trickles down to all the players around him, and you saw that, how it came out in the wash, everybody played better. Production from the skill positions improved. Production from the O-line improved. But literally, you're bringing in a guy who is his own offensive coordinator, and he's out there on the field manipulating defenses pre- and post-snap and doing his thing. Watson is a formidable, talented young quarterback. But, Zach, let's not pretend he's quite yet on that level where you're basically paying when you give up, as Barnwell says here, the number nine overall pick, the 40th overall pick, next year's first rounder, next year's second rounder, to acquire Deshaun Watson and a fourth round pick for whatever reason, he throws a freaking fourth round pick in here. I mean, it's like how, how random you're not, you know, you're not getting that offensive coordinator that comes with it. You're not necessarily getting right. that, you know, football experience in, in the whole package and acumen that, that you got with Peyton. So Broncos fans need to try and keep that balanced in terms of when you're, when you're eating your heart out over how you get the next great quarterback. If, if you're one of those, that's just completely off the, the Drew Locke train. You got to keep that in mind. If he was a free agent and he wanted thirty nine five a year, I'd give it to him in a heartbeat. Here's here's a check. You sign it, and we'll we'll go cash it together. But when you want thirty nine five a year, when you have a hundred and fifty six million dollar contract, and you're giving up a boatload of draft picks, your first this year, your first next year to, as a starter, then you're throwing in your young quarterback, then you're throwing in Tim Patrick, and then someone on Twitter said, "Why not throw in Jerry Judy as a sweetener? Why not throw in everyone? Throw in Garrett Bowles, Noah Fan, Bradley Chubb, Von Miller. Why not?" It's it's everyone versus one player. If you want to keep the core around Deshaun Watson, you can't have Deshaun Watson. You can't have it both ways. That's why I'm advocating for him and Stafford, actually, to go to teams like the Colts or the Niners that are in win-now championship mode. The Broncos are not in win-now championship mode, no matter how much we want to plug our ears and cover our eyes and pretend it's true. They are a couple years away from competing. The Niners, for example, or the Colts, are a season away from winning a title with the right quarterback. Mr. Ranch, appreciate that super chat, my friend. And if you're on Twitter, this goes out to everybody, but especially our superstars. Connect with us because not only do we want to keep the conversation going on Twitter, but we like being able to shout out our superstars, each and every one of you, after every live stream. So connect with us, Mr. Ranch, if you're on Twitter. He says, Locke has played 16 games in two seasons with an obliterated offense and poor leadership. When will Denver realize it will take more than a top QB? There's some truth to that. Again, if this was Tom Brady, if this was Peyton Manning, I'm, I mean, maybe Aaron Rodgers you could throw into that realm 
maybe Drew Brees of a few years ago. Not, I don't think he could really carry a team now. But even Drew Brees, he couldn't carry a team. Like, think about it. He ended up being that missing ingredient for Sean Payton and the and the and the Saints getting him over the hump back in 09. But think of all those years, dude. But I mean, the the Saints became relevant again the last four years, I'll say, something like that. Since like 2017, they were a competitive Super Bowl contender each and every season. But there was a stretch there, Zach, where Sean Payton couldn't quite figure it out. And I mean, we're talking like seven and nine, eight and eight, those type of seasons where it's just not good enough to even qualify for the dance. Drew Brees wasn't a guy that could, he, and he's future Hall of Fame. Like he's a first ballot guy. It's a rare bird that can carry a team. I'm not even convinced for what it's worth. This might sound like a hot take. I'm not even convinced Patrick Mahomes is that guy. I'm not convinced mm-hmm. that if you put, if, if Patrick Mahomes gets drafted to Houston, if he gets drafted anywhere besides, I mean, that was just the perfect stars aligning situation where he got the best of all worlds. He got the, the scheme and the coaching, he got the skill positions. He got the whole enchilada, and then that allowed him to really hit the ground running and everyone else around him. I'm not convinced Mahomes would be that guy. There's very few, and I'm not sure how many are even still in the league right now, to be frank with you. Maybe Brady, as I said. Maybe Rodgers. Who else? Who else could truly come into this team and by virtue of their presence at quarterback, as Mr. Rodgers saying, takes more than a top QB, elevate them like that to Super Bowl or playoff contenders? Unfortunately, after watching Breeze this season, he couldn't carry a glass of water. That shoulder is shot, Chad. So, I mean, quarterbacks have a quick downturn after about 35, unless you're named Tom Brady. But it proved in the NFC title game. You have Aaron Rodgers, a future first ballot Hall of Famer. What if you came up small? You didn't advance to the Super Bowl. You couldn't beat a 43-year-old Tom Brady because of coaching. It takes more than a top quarterback. And that's why my other counterpoint, not just the capital, not just the contract, not just the the mindset of going backward in a forward young man's business is your, I, I just, you're competing against the wrong type of quarterback. You're bringing in Deshaun Watson and you're limiting yourself because he's not the guy to come in with Pat Shermer. If you bring in Aaron Rodgers, you saddle him with Pat Shermer. You bring in Stafford, you bring him in with Pat Shermer. What are these guys going to do? That's my take on it. I feel you. I feel you. We got a uh, super chat here. From Joshua Johnson. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, Mac Jones over Trey Lance. Go Broncos. You know what? Trey Lance is a guy I haven't dug too deeply into as far as his film and and whatnot. I know there are quite a few draft analysts out there, quite a few draft Knicks, who are really all about Trey Lance. They say it goes Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, then Zach Wilson, then Justin Fields. You know, it's a little bit different for everybody, but there are a lot of people who viewed Lance as the number two quarterback in this class. I just based on what I've seen and just based on the small school competition concerns and things like that, I wouldn't put him up there. As far as what Josh is comparing here, I pro- I probably say yes, which is also kind of speaks to my overall outlook, which is if you draft a quarterback, I'm I'm more of a mind not doing it at pick nine. I want that elite blue chip corner or linebacker. If you can get a Mac Jones early second or you trade up to late first or something like that. I could live with that much more than, say, going out and at pick nine taking a very unproven Trey Lance or pick nine taking that and moving up and grabbing anyone else, including Mac Jones. I'm not about that, but just apples to apples, Mac Jones or Trey Lance, I, I probably lean to Mac Jones mostly by virtue, not necessarily his physical skill set, not necessarily his, his, his tools, obviously, because Trey Lance is a vastly 
more talented athlete, more talented quarterback, but just by virtue of the complete package experience. And, you know, he's really helped his stock this week, Zach. I got to tell you, I've gone back and had to take another look at Mac Jones based on how well he's performed this week at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, it's it to me it's it's ceiling versus floor. I mean, Trey Lance to me is Josh Allen, whereas Mac Jones is Daniel Jones. So it's subjective as to what kind of quarterback you want, what fits your system overall better. To me, if I'm taking a first round quarterback number nine, if I'm locked into that gun to my head, I'm taking Trey Lance because I want the upside. I want the ceiling. Not with Pat Shermer and this current coaching staff, but I want to at least unlock that potential. Whereas Mac Jones higher floor but lower ceiling, you kind of know what you have in him. I don't think Mac Jones, and I could be wrong, and you can freeze and cold take me if you want, I don't think he's going to go on to be a 10-year franchise quarterback, championship-winning quarterback in the NFL. Trey Lance, I don't know. That's the thing. He could be with the proper coaching. Look at Josh Allen. He was regarded as high bust potential in his first year. He was being written off like Locke was. You bring in the proper coaching, the proper pieces around him, now he's an MVP contender. And that's what I think Trey Lance could be in the right system. I am Supreme 22. It is good to see you, my friend. Appreciate that super chat. He says, Peyton should reach out to Andrew Luck. You never know. It's true you never know, but I have heard nothing that would indicate Pat, or, uh, Andrew Luck has interest in coming back to, to playing some football. And, Zach, before you respond to this, John, just real quick, uh, Kenneth uh, – Kenneth – Chris P, Jess, BNS, and Steven, those are kind of the guys outside of my reach, FYI. But your thoughts on Andrew Luck? I was going to say, do we have like Luck's agent in the chat tonight? It's like the second right. question we got on Andrew Luck. The guy's retired. I mean, we have better luck getting Oliver Luck to play quarterback for the Broncos than Andrew at this point. Um, here is one from – I've got Kenneth. Should I grab him, John? i got Kenneth here queued up. All right. Uh, appreciate you, brother. He says, James – Went in the first, but his brows went undrafted. Talking about Juwan James, who, of course, I think it was 2014, was a Dolphins' first-round pick. They were on IR. (laughs) Season-ending IR. No (laughs) doubt. Um, Jesse, good to see you, my friend. Superstar. He says, more likely, Stafford or Watson. Much love. Appreciate that. And the thumbs up, too, my friend. Good reminder. Uh, More likely, I would say Stafford. Yeah, probably more likely just because, you know, you're not uh, it's still going to be a pretty penny to acquire either one of those guys, but significantly less based on what we're hearing for Stafford. I I think, you know, the Watson trade market can kind of indirectly hurt the Stafford trade market. But that's a situation where if a team is desperate enough and he goes to a situation where he signs off on maybe like the Colts or the Niners, maybe a second rounder and a player or two second rounders and get it done. But you're not getting Deshaun Watson for two second rounders. So more realistic for sure is Stafford. All right, John, I've got one here queued up as well for Chris P. Unless you got it. Okay, wait, hold on. Here he is. See, we're, we're sharing a brain. Appreciate you, Chris. And uh, you've really come on strong lately, my friend. So we definitely are stoked to have you, and we appreciate you. And keep it going, my friend. He says, assuming we pick a corner in the first round, who do you think we should take in the second? So for me, it would be if you did get your Caleb Farley or whoever, right? If it ends up being Patrick Sertan or JC Horn or one of the top four or five corners there in the first round, I'm looking at still linebacker if I can in round two or, you know, the next, this is something Nick Kendall wrote about today in a, in an article kind of talking about, you know, the Broncos cannot go into 2021 dependent 
on Jawan James at right tackle because you just don't know what you're going to get. If he's on the field, odds are you're going to get quality play from him because, I mean, he's when he's on the field, he is an upper echelon tackle, but you just can't count on the fact that he's going to be on the field. And so Nick kind of went through and explored some of the options, free agency, resigning guys like Wilkinson or Doc. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Watson, and then the draft, and he kind of swung me. It's a low-key need tackle because of the – I mean, he's taken up a huge chunk of cap, Zach, but offensive tackle is more of a need because of that right tackle than you might think at first glance. Yeah, that's the offensive position the Broncos, like, should draft. I don't know if they will draft first, but they should draft first. Don't be surprised, though. Kind of similar to how the Broncos needed wide receivers and they drafted receivers in back-to-back rounds. Don't be surprised, guys. They go cornerback back-to-back first and second round, especially if A.J. Boye is out of the picture. They can't rely on Bryce Callahan. Bass is coming back from surgery. Duke Dawson is coming back from surgery. They need cornerbacks desperately. Uh, maybe linebacker, either edge or inside linebacker. They have to devote, though, I think, for the most part, their top two draft picks to defense. They have to restock those cupboards in the secondary. could be a safety. It could be cornerback safety. could be cornerback, cornerback, cornerback inside linebacker. But I think that's the direction. There's a commonality where Vic Fangio and George Payton have to address in the early rounds. If you're looking for a specific, you know, specific prospect names, what I would suggest, Chris, is tomorrow night, I know Eric and Lance on Dove Valley Deep Divers, they've got some plans to uh, talk some some drafts. So if you want specific options there, I'm a little bit closer to being able to have that kind of uh, take and insight and knowledge off the cuff, but I'm, st- I'm still getting there on, on the draft. But January has been – it's been a godsend because the football news cycle as far as covering the Broncos has slowed down. It's just more about random news that pops up. And I've been able to start focusing more on on draft prospects and the different, um, you know, big boards at the different positions. So uh, check out Dove Valley Deep Divers tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Mountain. BNS, love you, buddy. Appreciate you. He says, we get Watson. Then we have no defense, no draft capital, two or three less stars, no cash to get anyone. What's the point? Stick with Locke and get Fitz. That's what I'm more inclined to do. And in fact, I could, again, I could, I could stomach 
Matthew Stafford because of the cost. Like if it, if at most it was, I don't know. I, I don't think I could stomach, to be honest with you, the number nine overall pick. But if it was two twos, I could live with it. If you really think you're the Broncos and you think you've got the horses with Matthew Stafford armed with your first this year, armed with your first next year, armed with all your other picks to hit the ground running, then fine. Let's just, let's get after it. But you're selling the farm, dude. And one of Zach's lines is you're selling the land the farm is on. I mean, you're mortgaging everything to get Deshaun Watson. And then as BNS points out here, then how do you balance the scales? How do you build a competitive, complementary, deep roster? You know what? I'm not wild about uh, Fitz. I prefer Andy Dalton. He's a little safer, and he'll be probably comparable in price. But I- I'm uh, inclined to agree with that approach as well. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, I still see something in Locke. I don't want the Broncos as a team to be crippled or hamstrung. And that's what they would be, even with the Stafford trade, unless they give up two, two second-round picks, a first-round pick and a second-round pick, and Tim Patrick and Drew Locke, it's just too much. You're getting Watson and sacrificing the rest of your team to get him and bring him on board. So it's subjective completely. Chad, Broncos fans don't want to stomach a quarterback anymore. They want the big, sexy, splashy move. They don't want to wander the desert. They want a full bottle of water in their hand, and that's what Deshaun Watson represents. That's what Matt Stafford, to them, represents. But realistically, you have to walk and ration your water and kind of be more realistic as to your options. And I think maybe someone like Andy Dalton and Locke is more realistic. You might, if you're wandering that desert, you might stumble upon an oasis but you still got to find your way out of that oasis, right? You still, you're, you're not to your point B yet. You're like somewhere in between. You still got to be able to get to that destination. You're going to have to leave that oasis. And can you carry enough water to get you there? That's what we're saying. We're not sure that, that either one of those guys, when you give it up, what you have to give up to get them allows you to get there. Right. Uh, WE in the house. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you. No one remembers what the Chiefs gave up for Mahomes. When you can get a top 10 quarterback entering his prime for a decade, you don't think twice. And by the way, John, as I serve this over to Zach, I'm going to grab one or two Facebook uh, comments here next uh, just to give us some time to queue everybody up. But, Zach, do you remember what the Chiefs gave up to move up and grab Mahomes? Because he's right on, off, off the top of my head. I don't recall exactly. But Mahomes is an outlier and the ultimate outlier. And Deshaun Watson, as good as he is, is not Patrick Mahomes. I I think, in my opinion, it's Mahomes, say what you want about him, and then literally every other quarterback in the NFL. And he went to a perfect system and a perfect coaching staff with Andy Reid. And Pat Shermer is not Andy Reid. So it's it's apples and bowling balls. You can't make that comparison. Um, That's why it's they're not a, a Deshaun Watson away from winning. The Chiefs weren't a title contender with Alex Smith, the quarterback. They were a title contender with the right quarterback in place. They were a Mahomes away from winning a title, and they have. The Broncos are not there. It's not comparable. So for what it's worth, I just Googled it for a refresher. Here's what the Chiefs gave up. Um, they gave up their number 27 pick in the in the draft. That's where they were sitting originally to move up to pick 10. They got Mahomes. Uh, that ended up being Tredavious White for the Bills, for what it's worth. They traded with the Bills. They also gave up their 2017 third-round pick. They gave up their 2018 first-round pick, uh, and that was used by the Bills to uh, move up and take linebacker Tremaine Edmonds. So, yeah, they ended up, Zach, in essence, I mean, honestly, they gave up one first-round pick and a third-round pick because they were going to pick in the, the – you know, if you're – 
they, they still got to pick in the first round that year, right? So you could say that they gave up two for two two ones and a and a three, but in essence, what they actually gave up was 17 spots in draft positioning in the first round of that draft, a one and a three, which I mean that's that's small potatoes for that caliber of quarterback. But as Zach said, it's the unicorn. You can't you can't structure and even speculate this scenario around such an outlier. And there's a recent article, I believe it was from The Athletic, I can't remember, I only read the lead to it, but it was detailing how that Mahomes deal went down when they decided they were going to trade up. And I believe the opening two words were, holy hell, or holy, you know, S. So it was not so easy as, oh, let's just willy-nilly give up draft picks. It takes, it's a blockbuster deal, it's a franchise-altering deal, and you have to be not a 100% convinced you have your guy, but a 1,000% convinced. And Reed and the Chiefs were back then. The Broncos are not where the Chiefs were. I hate to say it. I know it hurts, but that's the truth. Robbie Nuns, a.k.a. Nunzi in the house. Good to see you, my friend, on Facebook, one of our supporters as well. He says, why go after a quarterback who isn't mature enough to handle some adversity? Why does he think, talking about Watson, he should get to have all the power? Hard pass by Nunzi. Yeah, you, you wonder what you're getting there because, I mean, I understand why he'd be perturbed. Uh, you know, they traded away your top wide receiver of the year prior, and then you're told that you'd have a say in the GM hire and the head coach hire, and they end up basically stiffing you on that. I get why that pissed him off. I get why that, why that rattled him. But it is a question. I mean, I, I agree that that at least is a question you have to you have to ponder. I think it goes a little deeper. Obviously, this whole rift with Jack Easterby, he rose from being, I think, the team chaplain to now the, the executive vice president. It's, it's incredible, the rise of him. Uh, but also Bob McNair, he made some questionable comments, some racist comments in the past, and he really divided the locker room. And I think Deshaun Watson never recovered from that, and he wants out. He's seen him trade away the best players, DeAndre Hopkins, and they've seen the direction this organization is going, and they're going down fast. But that was my opinion, though. And he's a good guy, great off the field guy, great locker room guy. I can't smear Deshaun Watson. But if you're wanting to fix the culture or or strengthen the culture, it's not going to come with a guy who's strong arming his way out of one team to get to another. If you don't win with him in two, three years, he's going to be back to the same mindset and you're going to be in the same situation you're in right now. All right, John, as we grab this one here, just FYI, and we're we're approaching our 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 limit here. We're going to have to get out of here soon, but after Steve, uh, we've got Black Knight, Michael, and then uh, I've got Peter Parker, just FYI. So Dylan's point here. Appreciate you, Dylan, one of our superstars in this community. It says the fact that most Broncos fans want a Stafford, want a Watson or a high drafted quarterback tells you we need an upgrade at quarterback, which look, I get it. Um, a lot of fans but here's what here's what you got to ask yourself, Dylan. How much of that is again? If he was if Drew was a first round pick, well, how would that change the equation, or would it in your mind? I think it would. I don't think you'd have people so ready to run him out of town this quickly. They the Broncos do need an upgrade, Zach. All right, they need an improvement, and Drew could be that upgrade. Drew could improve this year and provide an upgraded performance at quarterback for the team in 2021. We don't know that. But the team, frankly, they don't. Teams don't make their personnel decisions based on what the fans think, anyway. As much as we hate it, like we want the team to listen to what we want, right? That's not really how the teams think. Uh, let's let's face it. 
I just think it's a, it's more of an indication of how desperate and, and impatient Broncos fans, and I understand why. I mean, you guys have been chasing that dragon since Peyton hung it up, you know, five years ago now. And any quarterback that became available or came to Denver, oh, we got this with Osweiler. We got this with Keenum. We got this with Flacco. We got this with Locke. And I understand it's you want the guy. You want to be relevant. You want to go back to the playoffs. You want to have an offense like you maybe had under Peyton. But you can't just always throw the baby out with the bathwater. You can't pretend to play Madden in real life. You, there's limits and rules and 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 certainties and uncertainties you have to deal with in the NFL. And acquiring Deshaun Watson at this stage with where the Broncos are with a first-year GM is just not realistic as far as I'm concerned. All right, Steve Baumgartner, um, appreciate that super chat, my friend. And by the way, uh, on your, he wants to come on the show. He's he's requesting you to come on the show for his birthday, which I want to say, if I remember right, he said it was uh, February eighth, if I'm not mistaken, which is a Monday. So, Stephen, we should be able to make that happen, my friend. But anyway, his comment was, "Hey guys, Drew Locke is my QB. Build around him. That's the thing you got to you got to wonder about, Dylan, and everyone else who's kind of sharing a brain on the whole. We need to upgrade it at quarterback. Drew ain't it." What if he – I mean, I don't know how you would quantify exactly the jump he made uh, from his his uh, sophomore – was it freshman to sophomore or sophomore to junior? Anyway, the two years he had with the same coach the only time at Mizzou where he went from you know fair to middling production to setting SEC touchdown records and yardage and all that. What if that happens this year because he finally got the same scheme he was wiser for the live bullets that he endured last year. He's wiser for the mistakes that he's made. And just as a quarterback and anyone who's a professional in any realm, you improve as an expert in your field with the time on task. So you have to wonder, we talk about wandering the desert. If you find that oasis, Drew could be that oasis. and He could be provide you that water and that sustenance you need to get to where you want to go. Be, uh, to, to that point B, you could be giving that all of that up if you make a rash decision to move on and just jump to the next most proven available quarterback. You got to wonder about that. These And that's why, Zach, I don't envy some of these decision makers. You know, the George Payton at Dove Valley, it's a really tough situation because I understand both arguments. I'm still more inclined to, to ride it out with Drew. One more offseason draft built and, and offseason and draft built around him kind of banking on the year two playbook, same playbook, all that stuff. And if it doesn't work out, I'm ready to burn it down at quarterback and let's go get somebody. But I'm just not sold that now's the time to do that. Yeah, it, it's so divisive right now. There's just two camps and two schools of thought. You're either convinced that Locke is not the guy or you're willing to roll with him like Steven is and uh, like we are and just build around him and give him one more shot. And if he busts, he busts and you turn the page. This reminds me a lot of 2018, though. Some fans wanted Kirk Cousins. Other fans wanted Case Keenum. Other fans wanted a first-round quarterback. And it's everyone is dead set in their ways and entrenched in their ways, and everyone is thinks they're right. They have the right man. They have the right argument. But we don't know how it's going to go. We don't really ultimately can predict how George Payton is going to think. We can speculate and we can give our opinions, but based on everything that we know about him and is the way he operates and his core values, some of which he's admitted publicly, I just don't see how you can look at that and look at things realistically and look at the big picture for 2021 and see they're going to go out and give three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. It's two schools of thought completely. 
All right, guys, we really do have to rapid fire our remaining superstars in the mailbag tonight. Jeremy, a.k.a. Black Knight 232. Really appreciate that generosity, my friend. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk on Saturday, bro. He says, look, much as I like Watson, we don't need him. Number one, he's a drama queen and a locker room headache. Number two, our OC would find a way to screw him up. Number three, he's too effing expensive and would set us back five to six years. These are concerns I have as well. I'm, I'm not so much worried about him being a drama queen. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's cancerous. It's just more about like he understands that, you know, the his bread has already been buttered, right? So he can like he can he can strong arm the Texans to trade him right now because he's got all the guaranteed money in the world, basically. He's in the driver's seat. You saw how that flipped things and changed in the NBA where over the last decade of its existence, where players basically kind of took control of the power and posture dynamic there. You're seeing uh Deshaun Watson kind of trailblaze and pioneer that potentially, at least for quarterbacks in the NFL. I do worry a little bit about that. I'm more concerned about the the uh, second and third thing. I'm not sure Shermer could maximize him and make the most out of your huge sacrifice you just gave up to get him. And then again, that sacrifice, what you gave up, that's a that's a huge dent, dude. He's not a drama queen. I mean, from everything that we've known about the guy, he's giving away scholarships and feeding families and building charity houses and initiatives. I mean, he really is a great guy for the Houston community and the Houston locker room. And I really can't blame him necessarily for how bad the organization became, giving all the power to Bill O'Brien, then all the power to Jack Easterby, of all people. But number three, he is expensive, and thirty nine five a year, which he's making, that money to me, I know it's market value now for a quarterback, but that money to me is reserved for a quarterback like a Mahomes, who's won a title already. To pay a guy that, when you're already paying a quarterback, uh, you know, quarterback franchise money in Von Miller, it's not really doable. But number two is the biggest thing to me. He is not really interested, in my opinion, of, of stats. He was the NFL passing leader last year in Houston. Now he wants out. He wants to win a title. He wants to be relevant. He wants to be up there with the Mahomes and the Aaron Rodgers. He is not going to do that, Chad, coming to Denver and being saddled with Pat Shermer's 2003 offense, where they don't run a screen pass, a jet sweep. There's no motion, no creativity. He would be miserable if they don't have a winning record immediately. So, yes, if they had a Joe Brady, if they had a Cliff Kingsbury, if they had a Kellen Moore, I'd be a little more open to it. But they have Pat Shermer, and they have a lame duck head coach, and they have a first-year GM. None of these things point to the Broncos being serious suitors, nor serious suitors for Deshaun Watson collectively this season. Peter Parker, Spider-Man, is in the house with us. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. And, and Peter, we take that seriously here. At the Huddle Up podcast. So thank you, my dog. Greetings, Zach and Chad. And Buana, has Luke Patterson's awesome coverage at the Senior Bowl revealed a hidden gem you think could really help us? Yeah, there's been a few that uh, he's he's put more on my radar, including uh, the linebacker, what's his name, Cox. Um, is it Jabril Cox? What's his name from LSU? Uh, give me a second. I'll, I'll have it for you. Jeez, I can't believe I'm about to screw that up. Yeah, Jabril Cox. He uh, he's a guy I like, and you want to talk about second, third round uh, options at linebacker. Like if you end up taking that corner in round one, he's a guy I'd be looking at uh, right now, maybe round three. But who knows? He could end up improving and climbing up into early day two. But there's quite a few of them, and I'm glad to hear that you've been following Luke's coverage because he's doing a great job for us down there. 
Yeah, I like that he scouted linebackers and offensive linemen because those are two positions the Broncos could invest in heavily in the first three rounds or so. John, DM me. I can't quite tell who that who you have queued up. Uh, oh, it's Michael. Okay, we'll get Michael after Z-Dub, and then we'll get out of here. Zachary Smouse in the house, longtime superstar, a Mount Rushmore superstar. The very T-shirt he's rocking on his YouTube profile pic, he designed. It's the superstar-designed State of Being T-shirt that you can get right now at huddleuppod.com. Love you, buddy. Appreciate that. He says, just because on a super chat. And I'll tell you what. Zach uh, and Zachary, uh, we, that's how we distinguish here, right? It's been really cool to see Zachary uh, blossom and just grow since the first time we had him on the podcast, or I, I guess the, the the one time, right? We've only had him on once. But from that time that we had Zachary on the show, I don't know if that was some kind of an impetus or watershed moment for you, Zachary, but it's been really cool to see you go on. I know you're now doing two podcasts yourself, so Congrats on that. One's a Broncos pod. Uh, forgive me, I can't remember the name of it. Something Brothers, Broncos Brothers, right? Or Brothers in Orange and Blue, something like that. And then uh, kind of more of a, I guess, politics culture podcast uh, that you're doing with Duke Boynton. So it's been really cool to see that happen. And uh, congrats. And, and uh, we're proud of you, my friend. So thank you. And with the best name on planet Earth. All right, last one. Then we got a dip. Michael McKinney, thank you for that super chat. Not a name that off the top of my head, Zach, I recognize on Super Chat. So welcome. welcome. Thank you. Appreciate you. He says, we have too many holes to give up any draft capital. We aren't the plug-in, uh, we aren't the plug-in QB to win team. We were with Peyton Manning. Yeah, let us not forget too, like when we when the Broncos landed Peyton Manning, we've already talked about what Peyton brought to the equation, but what the Broncos brought to the equation was a playoff caliber young but playoff caliber roster. They had just made it to the divisional round of the playoffs the year prior. So, you know, it is, it's not apples to apples. Zach. It's not. And I just want to address one thing. Uh, Brian's uh, challenging what I say. Calling fans you a lame duck is a little rough. I, I don't really think it is. If he doesn't make the playoffs, he's gone. George Payton will fire him and fire the coaching staff and bring in his guys. This is a one-year experiment to make it work with Peyton and Fangio. So at the a winning record, 9-7 and seven is the minimum Fangio has to do or else he will be gone. So calling him a lame duck, I think, is, is pretty appropriate. Apologize, uh, Chi-Chi, Chi-Chi Ochoa. You're right, dude. We didn't get any uh, Twitch comments or questions in tonight. And um, I'm sorry, my friend. Sometimes the, the chat moves super hot and heavy. And I think of all of our listening and viewing community out there, um, where we stream to Twitch is the smallest. And so even if there's a lot of comments coming from that small community on Twitch, it's harder to make out against all the YouTube, Twitter, and uh, and Facebook comments. So shout out to you, though. Appreciate you being with us on, on Twitch. It does make a difference, and we appreciate you, my friend. But all right, we got we to gotta get out of here for now. I think this was a very fun and, and productive conversation here that Zach and I have had with each other and with you and with having Luke on. So thanks to each and every one of you for peeling off some time and spending this hour with us, hour plus, I guess we're at an hour 10. Before we dip on out of here though, guys, again, here's your call to action. Head on over to Facebook and search Huddle Up Podcast. You'll find our brand spanking new, just a few days old Huddle Up Podcast Facebook page. We need our community, we need our audience to flood on over there, like and follow, 
because we're, we've got some big plans for this page as far as content and cool things we're going to be doing with this page over the next few months. And as we mentioned last night, in two weeks, we're going to randomly select a few names of the fans and, and community members who go over and follow and like this page. All right. And we're going to give away some swag, whether it's a hat, a T-shirt, a hoodie, a mug. So free MHH swag for doing what you would do anyway, if you could just remember to do it. And that is follow the podcast on Facebook as well. Brand new page, easy to find, facebook.com slash milehighhuddlepod, and it'll take you right there. Or you just open it on your phone and you see, and just type in in the search Huddle Up Podcast. You'll find us right there. But uh, thanks to everyone who has hit, uh, flooded over there and, and gotten on the like and follow train. We appreciate you guys and each one of you have already entered yourselves into that giveaway that's coming here in two weeks. So last thing before we go, guys, make sure you connect with us on Twitter at huddle up pod at mile high huddle. My partner's at Kelberman at Kelberman NFL myself at Chad and Jensen and our producer at John K MHH also for continued senior bowl coverage and analysis and NFL draft and Broncos and the whole nine yards. Follow Luke Patterson on Twitter at Luke Patterson LP. All right. Check out the merch store when you get a moment, huddleuppod.com, get your swag on. And again, we got episode four of Kelberman's Corner coming down the pike in two days. All right. Tomorrow's Friday, so three days. Sunday, noon mountain time is episode four of Kelberman's Corner. All right. Hot takes that hold water. Head on over there for Sunday's uh show to get access you go to facebook.com slash mile high huddle the main page and click the big blue button you're a supporter you're in like flynn and you'll get access to that other than that guys again before you dip please like this video so crucial on youtube and facebook and zach i know uh you and i are done for this week i'm gonna hop on and help while luke's traveling back to uh to denver i'm gonna hop on and uh, co-host with with nick on on saturday night for mile high insider so i'll see all of you then but Zach, you and I will will reconvene Sunday for Kelberman's Corner and our podcast Sunday night. So have a great weekend, bro. Sign us off. Uh, you as well as always. And Muhammad jumping in here, one ninety nine super sticker. Thank you. I think John's got the actual sticker, but thank you, Muhammad. Yes, be there, for guys, if you can. Kelberman's Corner, noon Mountain Time on Sunday. It's going to be a spicy topic that I think a lot of you. We just kind of touched on it, but a lot of you can kind of agree with. We'll see you Sunday night though, six p.m. Mountain Time. 8 p.m. Eastern, be there or be square. We prefer you to be there. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend, guys. And until next time, and as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now 
the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 